What? We'll work up a number six on them. Number six? I'm afraid I'm not familiar with that one. Well, that's where we go a-riding into town. A-whopping and a-whopping. Every-living thing that moves within an inch of its life. Except the women folks, of course. You spare the women? No, we rape the shit out of them. Welcome to the Growing Up, Not Growing Old podcast. We might never take the world. At least we've had Real talk about movies, music, politics, race, and religion. Live from New York, it's the Growing Up, Not Growing Old Podcast. What's up, everybody? Growing Up, Not Growing Old Podcast. Mike Russo. Angela. At Gungo Podcast on all, all your social media networks, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, haven't used that in a while. I just forget. Periscope, not Facebook. Not Facebook, because uh, Facebook's stupid. Is, stu- is Facebook stupid? My man Jimmy's uh, big shout-out to Blast Furnace Productions. Follow him at Blast Furnace Productions. Uh, Jimmy said I should make a Facebook fan page. Is it is Facebook over with? I don't I don't know if it's over with. I, I kind of went through like a phase where I was just like, whatever about Facebook. And like lately, I've been on it more. I don't know why. Um, I very rarely ever post. Like I said before, I'll throw up a picture of the kids every once in a while just so family sees it because I have a lot of family on there. Um, but my thing with Facebook is I'm, if I'm sitting there scrolling through the feed, don't care about this shit, don't care about this shit, don't care about this shit. And I know someone's scrolling through the fair feed and it's my shit. They don't care about my shit. Yeah. You know? So that's that's my whole take on it. But um, like if I see something funny, sometimes I'll share it. Or if I come across um, an article that is, like, heartwarming, I'll share it. Or if it's something that I feel strongly about, I'll share it, maybe with a little post. But uh, I get this feeling, listening to a lot of shows and podcasts, that people are almost kind of done with it. And, and, and uh, I feel like the time is right for the next thing to come. Like it went from MySpace to Facebook. Now what's next? Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people are kind of sick of it or they complain about it a lot and they don't go on it as much i don't know i'm not in that world i don't know is it worth making a fan page now um as a podcast and like for just being a fan page it might be beneficial to you excuse me um just so people can have another way to contact you Another way to see, you know, what's going on with the podcast. Like, yeah. I have one for um, my baking stuff. And it's it's popular. Like, you know, yeah. a lot of people like it. If I post something, I get a lot of likes on it. And I have had people contact me through there wanting to order something. So, I mean, it has been beneficial to me more in than that way. More than the other uh, social media sites? Is that the, first, the, the most contact? Well, I think my main source of... Um, People wanting to order from me is by other people recommending me. Word of mouth, phone, right? Not so much social media, right? Yeah. Uh, what is your number one social media thing where you get responses? Not just for the the cake thing, but just in general. More, wait, what social media outlet is there the most communication with people? Instagram. Oh yeah, Instagram. My movie Instagram. All right. Cinematic Panic. Check it out. Um, I do have a personal Instagram too, which I recently just restarted. Um, so I got like fucking 10 pictures on there. Yeah. 
but it was just at a point where um, my personal one, I had a lot of pictures of the kids on there and a lot of people who followed me never liked my stuff. A lot of people I didn't know who followed me and it was just like, I don't know these people. They don't need to be seeing pictures of my kids and stuff. Yeah. And to go there and I mean, I had like 800 followers and you know, now on my new one, I have 200 so it's like 600 people I didn't know followed me and, right. you know, never liked my stuff. We're just seeing pictures of my kids in their feed. Like, I don't, you know, yeah. and to go and like delete or block each one of them individually, it was just too much work. So yeah, I backed I up all my photos and I made a new one and now it's private. Sometimes it's good to start fresh too. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Plus like if you tried to go back and like see that first photo you ever took on Instagram, 4,000 pictures later. Yeah. You can't. It take. You can't. It, it like I think it like freezes up and closes out before you even get to that first picture. Yeah. True. So, but um, my movie Instagram. I just really post movie stuff, and that's pretty much the most interaction I have with people. Yeah. Is about movies. And that's more than Facebook interaction. Yeah, because I very ever rarely ever post on Facebook like opinions Honestly. or anything like that. And recently I did, and. I, what happened? What I, was I, it? I, I quickly realized why I didn't. I had read an article about why um, somebody wrote an article s- and, and it was titled Why Peanut Free Schools Are Not Okay. And this woman, she uh, brought up a lot of valid points in her article. Let me just pull up my references really quick. Yeah, sure. Um, I read the whole article and at the end of the article, I'm like, wow, I agree with this woman completely. Because I've been dealing with it since our first child started school. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, check it. Make sure it doesn't have peanut or tree nut or anything in it. You know, if it does, they can't bring it. Whatever. What's a tree nut? I don't even fucking know. A Brazil nut from fucking Rio. I don't know. All right. So her first point, this was her first like bullet point. And this is the only one I'm going to read from her article. And then I'll I'll, uh, tell you what I posted about it. Life, whether you like it or not, is about adaptation and survival. If your child is different as their parent, it is your duty to teach them how to adapt and survive to life as it is. It is not society's responsibility to adapt to your child. Period in a discussion that you had me at that. But I did continue to read the article and it was like there are plenty of other allergies like eggs and strawberries and gluten. Why don't schools appease that? Why is it just peanuts? And, you know, if your child has cancer or diabetes, you teach them to adapt and whatever in life. If it's a peanut allergy, why isn't it any different? Why should, you know, all these other things change because of your child? Why is the peanut one the one? I don't know. I, it's fucking huge lately. Is it because peanuts are in everything? <coughs> They're in a lot of stuff. If it's not a peanut, it's peanut oil. You know? So, anyway... I read this article, and being that I've dealt with it for, what, the past four years, I, po- I shared the, the article that I read, and I wrote a little something, and this is what I wrote. I have been conscious of this peanut-free school stuff ever since Emma started preschool when she was three. Her first school asked that we check the ingredients on all snacks we sent in to make sure it did not contain any peanut ingredients. The second school she went to for two years, changed their policy on it the second year she was there because someone in the morning class, and this was not in her class because she was in the PM class, had a severe peanut allergy. 
I always abided by the rules and never raised an issue with it. But being that all Emma ever eats for lunch is peanut butter and jelly, it did kind of bother me. Instead of PB and J, she just went to school with the J. At first, she asked why she couldn't have peanut butter, and I explained, but I got the, but why, you know, as kids do. And, of course, you feel horrible not being able to send your picky eater to school with what you know she will eat for lunch. Now that she is in elementary school, it is not deemed a peanut-free school, but I was told that if I send my child in with any kind of peanut products, she will have to sit at a different table. So, of course, I'm not going to do that to her and possibly make her have to eat lunch alone. And now this is the point where it did really start to bother me. It's not that I have no compassion for your child with a peanut allergy, because I do. I would never want to send my child with something that could possibly harm your child, and that's why I don't. This article is genius and exactly how I feel about the whole thing. If my child had a peanut allergy, I would not... I'm sorry. If my child had a peanut allergy, I wouldn't be one of those moms who would make the teacher tell all the other parents that they could not bring in peanut products. I would be the parent that teaches my child what they can and can't eat. The parent that teaches my child that if you see somebody eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich next to you at the lunch table, maybe you should move down a couple of seats. (coughs) I wouldn't be the mom who makes a class mom make four different foods for a class party just because my kid has an allergy. I would be the mom that brings my kid something super special that she can eat for the party. The whole super super sensitivity to all of these allergies is just another indication of where our country is headed. That's all I wrote. And then... I got a lot of comments. A lot of people agreed, but then you had like the one or two who were, you know, dicks yeah. about it. Well, uh, <coughs> I, um, I agree with what you said. I couldn't have said it any better. Um, but at the same time, like if if we were the parents with the kid with the allergy, I would have no problem saying like having her sit by herself because the minority shouldn't dictate what the majority do. Right. That's my point. If if my child was the one with a peanut allergy, she should be the one sitting separately, not the one child in class or the three children in class who want to have peanut butter for lunch. And I'm saying this knowing that it'll we'll feel bad about it. Right. You 100%. Know? But again, everyone else shouldn't have to this goes way beyond the school thing. This is like the whole country right. government shit. Yes, the one exactly. the one kid shouldn't make everyone else fucking change. Right. She's the one or he or whatever is the one with the peanut allergy. Right. And if it's a peanut it's a, if it's a school that accepts peanuts and peanut butter, then that individual should move by themselves, not the person with the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Absolutely. But as parents it's our job to teach them why how come this is happening, how to overcome it, how to deal with it. And they'll, you know, they'll be used to it. And, you know, before you know it, it'll just be part of their day and whatever. And and it'll work itself out. Exactly my point. As long as you talk to them like a person. Like, like kids, you could just talk to kids like they're people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Instead of babying them. Right. So I think I couldn't agree with what you said more. Mm-hmm. 100%. And what were some of the anti-comments, if you don't mind? Do you no, mind saying No, it? no, not at all. Um, I'm not going to say names or anything, but um, this was the first one. Thing is, when we were in school, there weren't as many vaccines given. There has been a strong link between vaccine and peanut allergies or intolerances. Also, if a child eats a few kids down from a child with a peanut allergy, they can still die. In fact, if in the same room, they could go into anaphylaxis. Anaphylaxis? How do you say that word? I don't know. Anaphylactic. 
anaphylactic. Is shock right yeah, after it? Yeah, yeah. No, she didn't write shock, oh. but it's spelt funny. I've never seen it spelt before. Is there an X involved? Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm Anaphylaxis. I don't know. Anaphylactic shock or whatever it is. Or it, what if the caf- cafeteria worker making $8 an hour doesn't properly sanitize the tables and the next lunch shift has an allergic kid that sits in the same spot? I do not have a child with an allergy, but I have a friend who has one. It is severe that they can't go to amusement parks because of peanut oil or even regular parks. Well, some guess what? You can't go to picnics. a fucking park then. Sorry. Right. Uh, sorry. It says some parents pack picnics with peanut butter and jelly. It's just crazy. What's crazy? The how severe it is? I or guess so. That people go to the parks with peanut butter and jelly. Um, I'm, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and, um, okay, right. you know, say that it's just crazy how bad the allergy can be. If you can't take your kid to the park because <laughs> of, of whatever it is, then you can't go to the park. Right. That's it. Don't go to the park and say, everybody changes but me. Right. I just, I just don't feel like everybody should change and society should change and schools should change just before, just because these couple of kids... Right. And you know Emma. She has peanut butter and jelly every day for lunch. Pretty and much. just send her with just jelly to school. Yeah. And I remember there was one week last year when you were on vacation and she came home and she had peanut butter. I'm like, oh, my God, you sent peanut butter <laughs> Yeah, to I school. sent her in the peanut butter and jelly. He, you know, because he had no idea. But that's like a thing. She probably had to eat lunch at a separate table that day. Well, no, she didn't say nothing about it. They probably didn't notice. Hopefully. But first of all, this this girl really pissed me off. Because she brought vaccines into it, which I don't, I'm not even going to touch on that subject. Wait, because what? She brought vaccines into it. Oh, brought vaccines into it, right. Right. I'm not, you know, it's, it's not how people got the peanut allergy. It's the fact of how society is dealing with people with peanut allergies. Yeah. And the, she's like a cafeteria worker making $8 an hour. What does that have to what do with the anything? Right. I, and my response was, what is? I, I'm not sure what your relevance was with that, but somebody who makes $20 an hour can improperly wipe down a fucking table. Right. And she had z- nothing to say. Nothing to say in response. Wait a minute. They, don't, they, they make more than $8 an hour. Anyway, 100% Where did she do. get that number from? She, probably because she thought it's a cafeteria worker. And, okay, one more. I have a friend whose daughter is severely allergic to peanuts. Just being in the same room is enough to kill her. Maybe... <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on, stop for a second. Being in the same room with a peanut is going to kill this that's, person? I think that's like how, like it's the severity of it. Maybe this person shouldn't be alive then. Okay, well, let me, I'll read you my response. How okay. about, let's, let's pull a, let's, let's do 300 and start kicking babies into a pit. Okay. Um, maybe I'm in the minority, but something small like my kid not having peanut butter at school to save another child's life oh. is not a big thing to me. My daughter loves peanut butter, but I've explained to her someone else who cannot have peanut butter, in parentheses, such as her best friend, could get very sick, end up in the hospital, or could pass away, and the compassion she has shown and the ability to say she doesn't need to bring it to school if it could hurt somebody else amazes me. She simply has it when she's home and even then always washes her hands if no one allergic is around. I'm just saying it's not the worst thing in the world. That's all. That's pretty good. It is, but listen to my response. I put this bitch in her place. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. This is, this is the last thing I'm going to read because now it's just getting too long. 
I said, I never said it was the worst thing in the world. My point of this entire post isn't just because my kid can't bring things containing peanuts to school. My point is that it's just another way of being overly sensitive to certain people. My point is that it's another reason this country is going to shit. Another reason this country is so super sensitive to the minority. I'm glad your daughter is at a point where she is fully understanding the lividity of the situation and that she has compassion towards it. Great parenting. My daughter is a lot younger than yours and she too understands it. For example, I wanted to surprise her one day, so I put a mini Reese's in her lunchbox. Total lapse in remembering this. I remembered a little while later, after she was already at school. And I said, oh, well, if she does want to eat it, she'll have to sit separately. Needless to say, she came home with it still in her lunchbox, and I asked her if they told her she couldn't eat it. She told me, no, I just know that Emma P. has a peanut allergy, so I left it in my lunchbox. So clearly she has compassion, too. She no longer asks why she could have it, why she can have it, because she understands. But yes, it does bother me. Not to the extent of raising an issue with the school, because as I said above, I am compassionate for kids with this allergy, and I would never intentionally send my child to school with something that could potentially harm another. But it bothers me in the way of this country bowing down to the minority and letting them have their way because they don't want the repercussions if they don't. And I don't want to bring politics into this either. When it comes down to it, it's that my child, part of the minority, oh, sorry, part of the majority has to change things in her life and not have things she would like in her life because somebody else's kid can't have it. People need to teach their child with an allergy proper ways to handle things. As in the case of your friend where her child can't even be in the same room with a peanut, I'm sure it's absolutely horrible. But to be honest, if I had a child like that, I would get them homeschooled. I wouldn't put them in an environment that potentially threaten their life. But that's just me. Good. <coughs> All right. You're good. I but like she that. also said some, uh, her response was something like, I'd rather see my child sit alone at the lunch table than another child in a hospital bed. Oh, dramatic. Yeah, I know. Exactly. At that point, I was just like tapped out. Super overdramatic. It's just, it's just like I said, it's another, another way this country treats the minority like they're more important than everybody else. Mm. Because they don't, like, like the schools, they don't want a lawsuit if they don't make it a peanut-free school. They yeah. don't want a parent to sue them because they didn't make it a peanut-free school and somebody else bought a peanut and their kid died or that's had to go to the hospital. That's what it's all about. Yep. That's what everything's about, just avoiding the lawsuits in the future. Because mm-hmm. we're such a litigious country, um, you know. There was something in there you said when you were reading your response that sparked the idea that I had, and then I fucking forgot it. <laughs> Fuck. I had it. I was like, oh, it's gone. Oh, there it goes. It was, um, I don't know. I'm going to sit here and fucking th- take 10 minutes to fucking think about it. But, yo, you're right. I agree mm-hmm. with everything you said. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, that's that's just is what it is. I think a lot of the parents out there would probably agree with us. I mean, there is parents out there who think their kid is the shining star, even when they're not. They're just another kid. Right. And, you know, the world should bow down to them. I mean, everybody thinks their kid is, like, the greatest thing in the world, and, you know, the world should revolve around them. I get it. But I'm that type of person. I'm not that type of person. Yes, I do think my kid is the most awesome kid in the world. But we're not going to c- reflect that into the real world. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You need to be humble. You need to, you know, appreciate everybody and yeah. everything like that's that's how i am but yeah. other people you just tell by like when you meet a parent how their child is you know yeah whatever i'm over it yeah i mean <laughs> yeah it's private like, school where are you <laughs> y- yeah i don't look i think our kids are the best kids in the world just like every parent thinks their kids are the best right. kids in the world but you don't go out there and act like that no, <laughs> you, don't no go you, you don't and you don't act on it go out in the world and say 
and, and go into the class and say, okay, my kid is this, my kid does that, my kid needs this, and the teacher's probably just rolling her eyes and right. just like, all exactly. right, whatever, every fucking, you know? Me, on Vinny's freaking kindergarten play date, I'm like, oh, he's the one who's going to keep your hands full all year. Like, yeah. I'm going to be honest. Like, yeah. yeah, he's awesome, but he's Vinny. Yeah, you know? he's going to give you trouble. <laughs> exactly. That's the, that's the honest truth. You know, there's no perfect kids out no. there. You know? No, and any parent that tries to tell you so is just full shit. Yeah. Just keep it up appearances. We always give the teacher warnings. This is our son. He's cool as shit, but, yo, he, he, you're going to have some trouble with him. <laughs> he don't want to fucking learn nothing. Yeah. He just wants to have fun and play. He He's a typical, typical boy. Yeah. and he, he, He's he, awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Period. Yeah, and, and a, a thing with the vaccine people, I mean, stop stop not getting your kids vaccine. That's why polio... Polio... That was a huge pop. I don't mm-hmm. know if it came through, but that's why polio and whooping cough are coming back. Because the kids out there, I mean, listening to these fucking Hollywood people and not getting their vaccine shots. And, and, and there's no link between vaccines and autism at all. That was oh. all bullshit. Thank you, Jenny McCarthy. She was like the spearhead, uh-huh. right? And then she retracted it all. Oh, she did? Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, but somebody um, did comment on my um, post about that. Um, after the girl said about the vaccine, she's like, I'm an anti-vaccine parent. And, you know, oh. I just, I had to shut my mouth because I didn't want it to turn into that. It's like, she, I you, just don't get it. You, you, How could their kid ever go to school? You have to have a certain amount of vaccines and able to be able to be able to go to school. Actually, I don't think you do. No, you do. There's, I, I you have to provide the school with a list of vaccines. Uh, and if they don't have certain ones, like if they don't have the chicken pox vaccine, they can't go to school. All right. Well, uh, I guess the, the, the show I was listening to was wrong because they said maybe it's different in different states they said that there is some kind of a loophole where you don't really have to do it and there's a way around it for those fucking parents who don't want to get their kids vaccines oh well I tried I was one of those kids who never got the chicken pox shot never got chicken pox in my life so you know my mom told me this so I was like oh you know if I didn't need it maybe my kids don't need it you know and there are those kids who get the chicken pox vaccine and then a month later have chicken pox. You know, that's like because vaccines injected in you, you know, like it, that's what it does. So I waited until like the last possible moment to get their chicken pox shots. I wasn't going to do it until the school said you need to have these chicken pox shots in order for them to come here. Yeah, I did it. But they they have everything else. Right. OK, good. I don't know. I don't get into that whole vaccine thing. I, uh, whatever. Yeah, all right. People are stupid if they don't. I just, period, think that. Yeah, I think that, too. Uh, it is what it is. I mean, by the time people learn, there's going to be zombies. So, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why Why are there zombies? Oh, this the, the whole state didn't get their kids vaccine. Now there's zombies in Arkansas. There's your fucking link. I mean, I get the whole vaccine thing. I do, and, you know, I abide by it. But... I didn't have all those vaccines when I was a kid. Neither did you. We're fine. Like, I mean, why? What's with the new vaccines for what? New new viruses, bacteria, I, I guess. I don't know. That's I guess I'm assuming that's why they do it. Like you, you remember any of your family members ever have that one on their arm that left the mark, like I don't the remember. circle with the dots in it? I have no idea. My aunt, my uncle, my mom, my grandma—they all had it. They don't do that shit no more. I don't maybe, know why. Maybe they don't vaccine that thing because whatever that thing was preventing is totally eradicated. I don't maybe. know. Maybe that was That's for like fucking... What was that thing called? Uh, 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 
not chicken pox, but smallpox. Smallpox. Maybe that was like a smallpox, smallpox vaccine, and that that smallpox got totally eradicated. Maybe, but you know how shingles like went away for a while, and now it's like shingles are back. You know what shingles is? That's if you have if that's chicken like chicken pox as a kid, they come back as adults. Yeah, that's yeah. fuck. I can't. I'm not. I don't want that. I heard that shit's bad. Did you get chicken pox when you were a kid? Yeah, my mom kind of made me get it. Why? To just get it over with. Who? How'd she make you get it? My brother had it, and she told him to go get me. <laughs> Oh, I guess it's kind of... Yeah, just to I get it... I never had just, it, though. Just like so and have it and just get it done with. Never had it. I hope our kids don't ever have it. No, me, you want me, them... Me and my brother or my you sister want them never to have had it. it. You want them to have it just so they have it and it's done and they're, they're, they're good. Right, but I'm 29 years old. I've never had it. I doubt that I'm going to get it. No, 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 no. You no, can no. still get it. You can <laughs> get it as an adult. Woods. Oh, my God. Imagine getting chicken pox right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. I wouldn't have to work. <laughs> I, heard, I heard there was somebody at work got chicken pox, uh, an adult. I forgot who it was. Okay, so the kids got the vaccine. That means they should never get it, right? Yeah, I, I believe so. Ever, I ever, ever. I'm not sure how that works, but yeah. I think I it's probably like you have to update it every you so have often. You have to update it like every fif- 50 years or something. <laughs> 50 years. Because I had that shit when we were in Brooklyn, so I was like four or five. At 60, they're going to be due for their fucking chicken pox vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All um, right, so uh, let's put a big fat period on that. Done. Um, let's take a break and we'll talk about some movies. Okay. It's the Growing Up Not Growing Old Podcast. Hey, what's up? We're back. Hello. And I forgot to grab water. That's why I took a break to grab some fucking water. All right. So pause it, delete it. Start over. No, I'll just, uh, <laughs> I'll just, we'll just, we'll, I'll just right there. So I'll just get up and I'll sneak away while you're on a rant or something. Oh, okay. While you're on a roll. I'm on a tangent. All right. So we, um, watched a couple movies this week. Did you watch anything by yourself? Any like old school horror flicks or anything since last? Oh God. You're asking me to actually remember that? No, just, um, no, no, no. Okay. We watched the movie together. Wait, 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 wait. First, we need to acknowledge that Wes Craven died. Oh, yeah, uh, Wes Craven, Nightmare on Elm Street, Hills of Eyes, Lace House on the Left. Sad. One of the greats. He is, like, he's probably the biggest one that made me go, <gasps> you know? I could think of, i tell you who's going to be the biggest one for you. Who? Stanley, uh, <laughs> Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> yeah, when, when Kubrick dies, that's going to be big. <laughs> uh, Chet. <laughs> Romero. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a big one. And he's, that's he, going to hurt my heart. He's next, because he doesn't, he won't. <laughs> Listen, him and those glasses are going to be around forever. How awesome. I'm going to go to his funeral. <laughs> I bet you when he dies, there's going to be like a like one of them marches with like a million people in the streets. Like Whitney Houston. And they're all going to be like dressed as zombies and shit. That would be really cool. How awesome was that fake George Romero biopic with Robert Englund as George Romero? Oh, that needs to happen. Yeah. That would be really cool. I'm going to have to find that. Was it Daddy of the Dead was the name yes, of it? Yes, I think that's what uh, it was. Uh, you know what? I'll post that on my Instagram, at Gungo Podcast, and you guys can check it out. It's a fake movie. It's not real. It's a fake poster. Mm-hmm. But it's Robert Englund playing Romero, and it's like a biopic or whatever. Yeah. Really cool stuff. I actually wish it was real. That's what. That's exactly what I said when I posted it however long ago. I wish this was real. So I think when, Rome- when Romero dies, that's going to be a bigger shock. Yeah, that one's definitely going to pull on the heartstrings. Wes Craven's a big one, too, though. I know. He, I did, he had brain cancer, which I had no idea. I and think he was he, pretty yeah. old. He was old, yeah. Just sad. 
What's um? What do you like better, Nightmare on Elm Street or Last House on the Left? Ooh, two totally different realms. I think. Yeah. I love them both. But I might have to go Last House on the Left. Nightmare I mean, on Elm Street. I can love Freddy Krueger, but. Yeah, that first Nightmare on Elm Street amazing. is like his masterpiece. I think. Love them both. Uh, when I saw that when I was really really young, it just was creepy to me. Like the 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 music, and when the dead bodies being dragged around in the school yeah. and. Just, just, just like, there's one scene where Nancy's in school and the hall monitor, the fat girl hall monitor is like t- talking to her, but she's wearing his shirt. Just weird. Like it's all psychological. Yeah, it's like weird music mm-hmm. and the, and he wasn't goofy. Right. I mean, he had some goofy lines. I'm your boyfriend now and the, the tongue. <laughs> but he was mean and that's why I don't like any of the other ones mm-hmm. at all. Like, I can't even watch any of them. Like except the one where his whole head is swallowing her. I think that was part four, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so that's why I don't like any of the other ones. Just part one, because part one is still creepy, man. When he cuts mm-hmm. his finger off and he's wearing, there's one point where he's wearing like the mask and she yeah. rips the mask, or or she rips his face off and there's some other face. It's just mm-hmm. weird. I love Nightmare on Elm Street. So great, classic. Yeah, for sure. Sad, sad, sad. Uh, rest, rest in, in peace, peace West Craven. Craven. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my headspace, man. <laughs> uh, I wanted to a big shout out to Attention Deficit Order, real quick. Uh, Chris and Skip and uh, M and Yoa. So, uh, uh, I gotta say what's up to Pot of the Damned, which we talked about this movie, The Canal. Oh, um, cool. I am so backed off on my podcast. I haven't listened to podcasts and I can't even tell you how long. Pot of the Damned is usually a go to for me, but I'm just. They didn't talk about it because they watched it. They just, one of the guys said they watched it, and the other guy watched it. And they uh, both liked it. So it's free. Netflix. We So we gave it a watch. It was a decent watch. It was from England. Mm-hmm. Or the UK. Whatever. Big shout out to the Bats podcast. Because uh, t- <laughs> t- they're over there. <laughs> yeah. T- Tin Man and Brute. What's up? And um, for some reason, horror movies from overseas. Ireland. Oh, I was from Ireland? UK. Oh, UK. It says well, Ireland, comma, UK. Yeah. What well, the UK covers all that shit. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, it does. <laughs> it's just funny. It covers it, all that shit. It does. It covers a whole big uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, there's an actually an I- uh, Irish movie called The Citadel, I think, that I really want to watch, but you know, it's not. Can't find it anywhere. What? I was just gonna try and make a Mad, Ra- Mad Max Fury Road reference, but I couldn't pull one out fast enough. I was just okay. like. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the canals from the United Kingdom, and for some reason, movies over there always seem a little creepier to me. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. Unless they're totally fucking bad. Which, I don't know if I've ever come across one, except for that. You ever see the Blind Dead series? No. Oh, it's so fucking bad. Is it? Crypt of the Blind Dead, Boat of the Blind Dead, Return of the... B- oh, it's... The boat of the Blind Dead says absolutely horageous. Uh, horageous? Horageous. <laughs> <laughs> a new word urban dictionary that shit but it's like a fucking haunted house slash thriller mystery possession flick sounds gross sounds grody what uh what i just said yeah haunted house thriller mystery <laughs> like it's like oh i wouldn't want to touch that it is though yeah but that's exactly what it is yeah i liked it i liked it too it was different but it was the same it kind of it 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 still did the same horror tropes. Yeah, like uh, you know what it reminds. What was that one we recently watched with the mirror? 
Maybe it was like a couple months ago, not recently. Um, mirror, um, was it not really a horror movie, that one? It the was one with the girl and the guy. And yeah. they were like filming the mirror the whole time. Yeah, it was a horror movie, but it wasn't. But when it clipped back, it was the dad who was like possessed by the mirror and like kills the family. That's yeah. what it made me think of. It made me think of... Um, and Amityville Horror. The Shining a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a couple Shining kind of music and a couple Shining shots. Mm-hmm. Did you know that it was him who killed her? Well, yeah, right in the beginning when sh- when he was in the toilet, mm-hmm. she said, "David, I don't want to die." Right. So you knew right there. I mean, I don't think they were but trying to hide it. But at the same time, he was laying there and not out there. He was watching it, so it was kind of like, eh. yeah, I, I, I don't think they were trying to hide it from us. Yeah. I think it was more about why or how. Like right, yeah, yeah. It was like a um, he didn't know he was doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, he was. He was totally fucked up because in in the point where. Like, towards the end where he was in the room with the bedroom. I mean, in the room with the girl. He was in the bedroom with the girl. Showing her the video where, you know, the one came out of the marsh and, like, walked up to the cor- towards the camera. Yeah. And he manifested the whole thing that, you know, she saw it and she was like, oh, my God. And then it came through the wall and yeah. took her. But really, like, it, it showed the clip later on that he was fucking strangling her and shit. Yeah. It, it, he was fucked up. Yeah. Um. Now, was that him being fucked up or him... Being possessed? Or was the the killer kind of took control of him, like that guy from the 1902 murder, or whatever? That's possible too. Because we know he the does drown. They hold him down, so. Yeah, something grabbed him, right? Is something that what happened? Grabbed his foot, but they got the kid. Yeah. Oh gosh. It's funny that like the whole time we were like, well, what about the kid? I feel just so bad for the kid. I know the whole time was just about you left him alone. You left him in the in the room. Yeah. You fucking you, you told him to go. Ha- the, the most the, the 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 part that bugged me out the most was when he told the kid to go around to the wall. Remember, he's like hide behind the wall, and he was filming the girl. Yeah, he was like a mile away. That made up. That gave me the most tension the whole time, mm-hmm. where he's filming the. Like, is it just gonna come out of the canal and grab him? Well, what about the kid? Was so far away. Right, like is the thing just gonna come out of the canal and grab the kid? And that's um. I think they did that on purpose. Made the kid run so far away yeah. behind the wall. Absolutely. And then he was ca- the kid was counting with his eyes closed. Mm-hmm. It's like oh anyone, even some strange yeah. person can come get you. I also like the the um the nanny, and the whole uh, her thing. Like she 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 wanted to stay there for the kid, but at the same time she was totally fucking freaked out by the guy. Yeah. She was like oh, I gotta go, but I'm gonna stay tonight. And we'll talk in the morning. And how would she stay there? It was obvious. I it was him in her room. It had to have been. Yeah, it probably was, definitely. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't stay there. I like this she, movie. She did it for the kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this movie, too. Give it a good seven. Yeah, I would go seven Most as well. Most movies are sevens. If I, if I like it, I don't want I give it more than a six, mm-hmm. but less than an eight, which is a seven. A lot of movies get sevens with me. Seven is a good number. Seven is a good score. Yeah. Check out the canal. Check out the canal. It's on Netflix, UK. Free. Um, some nudity, some sex, not really much, just one little scene, but it was pretty cool. Oh, oh, when he saw the wife. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, All you saw was man ass and girl boobs, really. Yeah, and, uh, uh, what was the other movie? Lost in the Park? Lost (laughs) After Dark. Lost After Dark. Uh, supposedly a foreign movie, but it was totally in English. (laughs) Yeah, it says foreign. It was, here's what it is. It was probably made overseas. That's probably all it was. Let's see what it says. 
It wasn't Canada. Like it's from fucking oh. Canada, <laughs> so it's foreign. It's not foreign. <laughs> it's right up there. Oh, shit. Um, Big shout out to the Fear Cast and everyone has a podcast podcast. And um, Rebel Songs podcast. This movie, I was just browsing through Xbox Video. And I was like, ah, oh, I need a movie to watch. And everything on fucking Xbox Video is like one star or two stars. So I was like, oh, my God, four and a half stars. This has got to be good. Mm. So, like, the description was that, like, um, it was a homage to 80s slasher movies. Homage. It's a homage, motherfucker. <laughs> Just like fucking memes or memes. Is it really homage? Yeah. They pay homage. They don't pay homage. They pay homage, but it is an homage. It's a ha- Why? That's stupid. It is. H-O-M-A-G-E. It is stupid, but that's the way it is. <laughs> H-O-M-A-G-E is homage. Yeah. But H-O-M-A-G-E is they pay homage. It's the same thing said differently. It's stupid. It's yeah. still fucking homage. It is stupid. I hate English. I fucking hate it. Because you make me feel stupid. There, there, there. All right? That's because English takes its words from other, f- other cultures. They pay homage to 80s slasher films. I'm not going to change it forever and always. Okay. I do say memes now, though, unfortunately. All right. They pay homage... Homage. Homage? <laughs> <laughs> Homage. It's like hors d'oeuvres. They don't fucking say the H like that. Homage. Hummus. Right? Hummus. Are you real? For real, they say. Okay, hold on. Hold on a second. I can't. Really it quick. sounds funny when I say it now because I don't know. It's, it's now homage. It funny. Homage. We've, s- we've said it so many times, it sounds funny now. Homage, homage, homage. Homage. Fucking definition. All right. Dictionary.com is going to tell me how to properly pronounce it. It depends on how you say the sentence. They homage. can... Homage. In that respect. Okay, hold on. They pay homage to it, respect but it is or an homage. Right, okay. Hey, yo, homage! But there's not another... Um. Okay, so one, respect paid or rendered. Two, the formal public acknowledgement by which... Uh, Feudal tenant or vessel declared himself to be the man or vessel of his lord, owing him. I can't even say that word. Whatever. All right, we're just gonna believe you. Homage. Oh wait, noun. No. No. It only gives me one way of pronouncing it, and it says homage. We're gonna give to the '80s. (laughs) All right, so. I was like, all right. So I watched the trailer, and I'm like, oh, I want to check that out. But we watched The Canal that night. So I'm like, all right, we'll check it out. And I'll check it out another night. And then we ended up watching it last night. You fell asleep. So uh, a little while later, I fell asleep. And then I finished it today. I liked it. It was it was definitely um, a fucking homage. <laughs> An homage to 80s horror. Um the 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 story is that like these kids get stranded and they end up at this house and the guy who lives there is a fucking cannibal who just kills everybody. Oh, is he a cannibal? He is a cannibal. I didn't see that part. He's a cannibal Job. for what? Job. Job is a cannibal. He's a what? He's a cannibal for what? His actions. His actions. His homages. He likes so to eat people. Alright, so this is supposed to be like a throwback to the 80s movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the music, I loved it. It was perfect for what it was. I think they did. I think they Purposely. M- I think they missed the mark on this. 
Really? I'll tell you why. Because there's... There's making... the virgin died first? No, because wow. <laughs> there's... I mean, you don't have to follow the rules, but... There's making a movie with an 80s slasher in mind that celebrates an 80s slasher movie or an 80s movie. Um, I'm trying to say this without saying homage. <laughs> Fucking homage. But, like, for instance, House of the Devil uh-huh. did it perfectly. Absolutely. Hands down, I agree with they, that. They did it like an 80s movie, but it still was its own movie. Mm-hmm. See, Lost After... Lost Af- After Dark. Lost After Dark is trying to pay homage to the 80s slasher, but for me, it just turned out to be a parody of 80s slashers. Um, it, 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 it just it didn't work for me. Uh, unless they were trying to be a parody, but it seems like they were trying to give respects to the 80s slashers. Mm. But it just seemed like a parody to me. As in, uh, like, in what way? Like, it was just, it wasn't showing respect to the 80s slasher and trying to, it didn't have the soul of it. Like, it was all surface shit. Like, um... Like, there was no backstory to the cannibal, like, we get the backstory with Jason and his mother and that kind of shit? No, I mean, it didn't, it didn't have, there was no heart to it. it. It was just like, hey, let's do an 80s slasher, so let's have them wear 80s clothes and listen to 80s music and say 80s shit. There are a lot but of 80s slashers like that, though. But it does, does it didn't have the the meat. Like, it didn't have the, the heart of the 80s slasher movie. Like, House of the Devil had, like, the heart of a fucking 80s That wasn't house. a slasher movie, though. Uh, no, no. But that was those kind of movies. That's a throwback. It okay. wants to be a throwback. Right. It's retro. Like, it had the heart of a old school... It just felt like it was made back right. then. Right. This one feels like it was made now, trying to be like it was made then. Well, I'm pretty sure that's like in a in a, in a tagline. It was like the it's like the best 80s movie that wasn't made in the 80s. Right. That's what they were going for, but I think they missed the mark. It just looks like a it almost looks like a comedy. No, I agree. I d- I mean I don't agree. I disagree completely. I think it was fun. It was fun to watch. It was exciting. Um the kids were all fucking stupid like all the kids in the 80s movies were. But they were too stupid. Like, that's the thing. They were stupid for the fact to being stupid. Like, you know? No, I don't think so. And the black guy with that wig, that was so... The, f- the fake fro with the pick in it? It was a fake fro to have a fake fro. Like, you know, it wasn't... And I'm not explaining the, myself the, too The good. fro, I, I could totally see the fro, but you gotta, gotta, kind of got to look past that. Like, stupid shit like that. Um, I like this movie just for what I said. Like it was fun, and they were young and they were stupid, and I don't think it was too over the top with the stupid. I think the kills. There was one part that really bothered me. It was um, for those of you who did see it, the the blonde girl who looks like she's in a fucking aerobics workout outfit. She gets her foot caught in a bear trap, and the guy's walking up to her and she's trying to get the bear trap off and. All of a sudden, it looks like um, a cigarette burn in the the film, like it just yeah, and like the gr- old grindhouse. Yeah, it goes black screen, missing reel. Then it flashes. It comes back, and it's the the killer on the mountain holding his head, going ah, and then he wipes his forehead off and licks his finger and like mm, mm, that's young <laughs> blood. Like, why'd you have to cut that out? Like, I. I what just to prove that it's like an old movie 
That's a little too much for me. Yeah, missing that, real. You have to fucking say that across the screen. That was definitely forced in. Yeah, and uh, like there were some parts that had like the like the grainy like. Yeah. And other parts that didn't. You know, yeah. most parts didn't. Like when it switched scenes, it did. Yeah. I liked the the end where um, the coroner's uh, truck was crashed and the guy yeah. was gone. Um, it kind of reminded me of Halloween. That was good. I liked that. Yeah. I liked that part. Um, I, I liked it. I didn't think it was bad. Oh, good. I'm going to give it a six. Nice. I, I missed half of it, so I can't even okay. read it. From what I saw, I give it a four, but I missed the whole middle. I saw the beginning and the end. What did, What it was the last thing you remember seeing? When I fell asleep last night? Mm-hmm. Um... Shit, there was the the goth type of girl, uh-huh. the fat guy walking to the house. Oh, God. <laughs> and then they found the house, and then they went to go back to tell them. Wow, you missed, like, everything. Not even a kill. I didn't even get to see nope, a kill. Not. It, star- it did start off a little slow, like, to get to the kills. Yeah. But once they happened, they were, you know, bing, bang, boom. I saw the eyeball kill, the zombie, like, retrospective or yeah. whatever. Uh, when In the movie Zombie, where the zombie pushes the girl's head into the splinter... They redid that, but, you know, with new effects and stuff, which uh-huh. was pretty cool. It didn't look horrible either. No, it looked good. Yeah. Uh, but again, like, with those old school movies, they did the thing where you you see the point, then you see the eye. Then you see the point, then you see the eye, like in Gates of Hell with the mm-hmm. drill. They tried to do that, but they rushed it too much. I tell you what, Planet Terror did it good. Like, throwback to the old movies. Mm-hmm. What other kind of kills were there? Uh, the the virgin girl. She just got a fucking like pickaxe to the stomach. Nice. Um, the fat chubby guy got like strung up to the barn with barbed wire on the outside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that was my favorite. Uh, the guy who liked the virgin girl. Uh, he like stabbed him in the back with something, but then you see like it has like a screw on the end of it, and he's just turning it and turning it like mm. as f- like f- further into his body, and then he just rips it out. Cool. That was my favorite one. Um, the eye one you saw. Um, the vice principal or the principal, Mr. C, who was the Terminator in Terminator. Robert Patrick. Two Terminator Two. Uh, he uh gets we don't see him die, but he comes in and he throws his head at the girl. Yeah. Um, how'd the gothic chick die? He smashed her head up against a tree. Oh, a couple times. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, A bunch yeah. of times. Who else was there? The black guy. What about guy the dicky guy? Eye. The dicky, there was like a dicky guy, oh, right? Oh, him and his girlfriend. This was actually one of my favorite parts of the movie. The dicky guy was the boyfriend of the obnoxious twit girl, of course, who thought the world revolved around her. She secretly bought her dog with them. Oh, yeah, in the bag. Yeah, in the bag. All right, so they they go into the barn that the fat kid was strung up on the outside of, and they find an old car. So they're sitting in the back of the old car, and they hear somebody come in. And he's like, you better shut that fucking dog up. It's going to kill us. So the girl cracks the fucking dog's neck, breaks its neck, kills really? it. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh, and she's sitting there crying. And then Self-preservation. A fucking pitchfork comes through the back of the car and stabs oh her. Yeah. So she kills the dog for no reason. <laughs> I hope the, they should have had the guy eat the dog. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. Then the guy got out of the car, went underneath it, and then the guy popped the tire so this car fell on him. Squished under there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I think that was it. 
I would have liked this movie if it was just a fucking slasher. Like a new, don't try and be 80s. Right. Like, uh, 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 what was that movie with uh, Daniel Harrison? The, 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 they're in, like, the bayou, and there's a big broody, broody, brute killer. Uh, uh, it has one name. It's, like, Sledge or, or, or Axeman. What the fuck is it? His name was Crowley. The guy's name was Crowley. Oh, Victor Crowley. What Hector the, Crowley. What the fuck one movie is that? Shit. And he's just a big, mean motherfucker, and he just kills them. And that was, like, kind of a... And he was ugly. He was yeah, an ugly motherfucker. Yeah, he was, like, deformed. Yes. Like, that was a good, like, throwback to the 80s slashers without trying too hard. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm going to find out the name of that movie right now, because it's going to annoy me if yeah, I Yeah, it's know. one word. Sledge. Fork. <laughs> Fork. Death. Uh, big shout out to uh, Stevie Mendoza and the Dead as Hell podcast. I've been listening to that. It's a good show. She's the reason I listen, by the way. She rules. She does why. a great job on that. Uh, gotta say what's up to podcast in the woods. Shane Gray. What's up? State of Gray as well. Hatchet. Oh, of course, Hatchet. <laughs> Idiot. Of course it's Hatchet. <laughs> There's been, like, several hatchets since. I, I'm good with just one. I'll just watch the one. I know. I didn't see the I can't. Either. I can't fuck with sequels. I really can't. No, but Danielle Harris is hot, so. Might She's be still hot. Remember? She's still, she, still hot. She was hot and pregnant in Stakeland. And she was cute in Babysitter's Club, so fucking come on. What was, what's Babysitter's Club? I don't know that. That's way old. Like, that's, like, young kids. Was that movie. an HBO show? Um, no, it was a movie. Like, the babysitter, like there were books, The Babysitter's Club, and then they made a movie about it. And it was Could the Babysitter's Club. I bet you there was an a- I, IMDb. I bet you there was an HBO show called The Babysitter's Club. I think I might have seen that on HBO as a series. No, no only no? the 1995 oh, okay. movie. I'm 99% sure she was in it, too. Oh, okay. Same thing goes for the Halloween movies. I like part one, the John Carpenter. Oh, maybe she wasn't. Who am I thinking of? Oh, fucking she's in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Oh, she was little. That's she the was one young, that I'm yeah. thinking of. Okay, no, it's Rachel uh, Lee Cook that's in the Babysitter's Club that I was thinking of. Oh, the drugs commercial girl. Drugs commercial? Yeah, she was in that drugs commercial. That's how she got famous. Um, I don't know that, but I just remember her from, like, she's all that, Rachel Lee Cook. That's the famous movie where you get this ugly girl and you turn her pretty, but me, everyone knows she's pretty. Yeah, I, I never found her attractive, actually. Freddie Prince Jr. was the hot guy, of course. Oh, uh, he's a writer for the WWE now. Oh, is he? All right, let's get into the nitty-gritty. Oh, Mad Max Fury Road. Mad Max Fury Road. We saw this. just came came out available for rent. This is something we've been wanting to watch for a while. We wanted to watch this in the theater. Never got around to it. Wanted um, to watch it in IMAX. How awesome would that have been? Really cool, for sure. Right, that electric guitar would have been badass. Let me tell you, um, <laughs> I feel like i got to give you a little background with Mad Max before I review or talk about Fury Road. You've, you've definitely given your Mad Max background before, but for new listeners, give it again. Uh, the first, my first introduction to Mad Max was the sequel, The Road Warrior. I saw Road Warrior first. And as a kid, what is not to love about the Road Warrior? You got a guy in his car out there, loner, badass, you know, up against crazy odds. He's got a little dog with him. You know, it's just a badass flick action and craziness and awesome car crashes. And wow, Mad Max, holy shit, the Road Warrior. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, in the beginning of the Road Warrior, they do a little intro of the world. Mm -hmm. And they show scenes of the first movie. 
But as a kid, I was like, how? I, I, I was, I was amazed. How did this world happen? Like, where did this all start? Not knowing Mad Max existed, right. even though they show clips of Mad Max before the Road Warrior, I was still like, how did this happen? Then I saw Mad Max second. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like a prequel. Okay. And I'm so happy I watched them out of order. It's just, it, I'm really happy about that. So then you watch Mad Max and you see how we all, how it all started. And uh, I love Mad Max. It's I almost like that one as much as the second one. Yeah. Then there's the third one, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, which I hated because the first in the, within like the first ten minutes he gives up all his guns in his car. He loses all his shit right away, mm-hmm. which I hated. And um, he gets involved with this, sh- with this shit and whatever's whatever. So fast forward thirty years. To Fury Road. To Fury Road. To the Citadel. To the Citadel. To the toe cutter, a.k.a. Immortan Joe. Immortan Joe. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Let me just tell you my biggest question with this movie before we even get into it. There are war boys in this movie. And there are breeders, women who Immortan Joe impregnates. Are all the war boys Immortan Joe's kids? I think, um, I think only the top tier are. Like the older ones? Like the ones up top. Up on the hill. Okay. I think those are his kids because they called him dad, obviously. But like the f- like, but they were all different. Like there was their kid in his little chair. And then there was the giant one who could beat the shit out of anybody. I think those are all his kids. All of them. Up there. There, there was only a couple of them, right? But there are a lot of war boys, though. The war boys up there. Oh, the war boys are the ones that go to war, I guess. Uh, There's... But yeah, they all right. look the same. They're all white with those black eyes and have the seal on their backs. There's war pups as well. I think are the mm-hmm. new the new kids. The new the new. Um, I I yeah, I would like to think that they're all his kids. Mm-hmm. I would like that. Yeah. Uh, that's why that one's all deformed and shit. Yeah. Because somehow maybe he had sex with his one of his daughters right. and he came out. I don't know. Something um, went fucking wrong. There's definitely a couple up there. I would like to think he ke- keeps only his sons up, up there. Top. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It would make sense. Uh, who's the old lady, you think? Remember the old lady who's... St- who's she had to, I'm assuming, come with Furiosa from where Furiosa was going to. I forgot the name of that place. The green yeah. place. Yeah. Because when she gets out of the rig, she's like, my name is Furiosa whatever. My mother was Senator Concarion. And that must have been her. Well, she gives the mother's name and another name, and then she said that her fucking clan was Swaddle Dog. She gives two, like, she gives a name, then her mother's name. So maybe, she said her mother died after three days. So oh, maybe okay. it was the other woman. Okay. The other name, she says, I can't remember. I watched it twice. There's <laughs> a, a, a lot of names. A lot of names. Kind of remember a couple things. Um, so maybe it's the woman that she, you know. Maybe he took them both together. Yeah. But where did the other breeders come from? They're just women? They probably handpicked? They probably send a war party out to go searching for them. That's true. And they'll find a camp and just fucking destroy everybody and just yeah. take, you know, take the women and then bring them to a mute. Um, or maybe, maybe if Immortan Joe impregnates a breeder and it's a girl, that becomes another breeder when they grow up. Yep. Cause, it could be. you know. Yeah. There's only men working for him and in his thing. You know, you only see the men. So maybe the women are the breeders. Yeah. Uh, do you think, did, did he, 
There was a part where the um the girl was pregnant, one of the wives, mm-hmm. and she died, and they 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 uh, cut the cut baby out, and uh, he asked if it was a son. Mm-hmm. And that was a weird part because did he not want to keep the son or did he not want to keep it if it was a girl? Like, what was that all about? I think he asked if it was a son because then he would have lost one of his something something that would have been important to him. Well, either regard, if it was a girl and the girl was his breeders, that would be important to him too. What was the so big deal about being a son? Like maybe because of the war boys. Maybe they were all his children. That means right. his army would grow with each new boy who was born. Yeah, true. And he'd be that much more powerful. Yeah. All right, so... Um, I'm going to assume that those were all his fucking kids. They have to be. Okay. I like the dude who uh, was the traitor. He was pretty good. The war boy? Yeah. Yeah. He was good. Who was Beast from X-Men? Nicholas Holt. I'm like, who is he? I know that face. I know that yeah. face. Um, but... Why don't you get into why you didn't like it? All right, I did not like this movie. Right. <laughs> I did not like this movie. I did not like Another this movie. Um, number one, he loses his fucking car right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. The interceptor. The interceptor. I, I love love the interceptor. It's a the, the, for me, Mad Max is him and his car mm-hmm. out in the world. You know, us against the world. You, that's why you love him because it's just him. And then Road Warrior had the dog. Dog right. died, but mm-hmm. and um, it's almost like it's like one character. Yeah. And uh, watching the Road Warrior, you want him to get his car back, and when the car wrecks, you get you're like, oh, the car's wrecked. Ah, fuck! He loses the car right off the bat. Mm-hmm. He, I don't like this movie because you don't spend any time with him at all. Right mm-hmm. off the bat, he gets taken into custody, and he gets thrown into some shit. Yeah. Right? I don't like Tom Hardy playing the way he played him. I don't like it. He played it sometimes mm-hmm. even goofy. Made mm-hmm. goofy faces. Well, you know, it's just Tom Hardy. It's just playing a Tom Hardy part. Um, really quick before you go any further. I started watching The Drop the other night. With I heard that was good. James Gandolfini and him in it. Now he's from Brooklyn. He's got to do a fucking Brooklyn accent. How do uh, you think he talks? Uh, he probably did a good job with it. He talks just like he did in Mad Max. Same barely, thing. You can barely even fucking hear what he's saying. He doesn't have like he he tries to have an accent, but he like he barely talks. He's like almost a fucking mute again. Uh, Let me just say, I passed out probably like a half hour in, but the half hour that I did see, he was very quiet, very soft spoken. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know how to take care of a dog. Yeah, uh, I don't he, know the first thing about dogs. He <laughs> didn't he didn't he didn't say much in Fury Road. Uh, we don't expect him to say much, but we expect him to say something. Right. He needs you to know, be Max. He had no brain. He had no brains. Uh, in the Road Warrior, Mad Max had a plan. He was a, he was kind of a, a, a hustler. Mm-hmm. He was kind of, you know, he knew what he wanted. He knew how to get it. He knew how to use people. He knew how to help people. He knew what he had to do. In this movie... He, he was just could, insane. In like this h- movie... Insanity took over in this movie. He, he couldn't no even... F- he couldn't even shoot straight. Mm-hmm. Furiosa had to fucking shoot the gun. Um, I said I said to your brother actually because he's like I did not like this movie. We had like a little back and forth on Instagram about it, and I said you know it could have easily been kill- called Furiosa Fury Road instead of Mad Max. Uh, my thing was Furiosa's Road. Furiosa's Road, like Fury. Yeah. Osa's Road. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Okay. What so did he really do? 
right, this movie. Okay, this is a great. I like the action. It's a great action movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, an awesome chase movie. I love the effects were great, except for that one part they did strictly for 3D, which is stupid. The, after the crash, the steering wheel came at you, and it was like... When the, the war... skull and... When the, the war boy we were just talking about died. Yes. Yeah. That was all effects. That looked like a mm-hmm. fucking cartoon. That was bad. Yeah. Um, also, the road warrior... Like, the Fury Road is too... It was too... For a wasteland movie, it was too... Clean? Polished and mm. clean and new and and everything was, it was almost too lived in. Like too, it w- the world was too, like it wasn't gritty enough. It wasn't dirty enough. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't, it didn't feel like a dirty wasteland future. It didn't feel like there was no hope. Right. Um, the guy with the guitar. That was just in, like unnecessary. Re- retarded. And that was actually a that was an again with the homage, that was a homage to Thunderdome when he had you didn't see Thunderdome but no. in, in Thunderdome they have like these rubber bands they bounce on okay so that was like a throwback to that okay still um, completely over the top and unnecessary unnecessary just wasting gas mm-hmm. blowing out his fucking guitar wow um, I mean it was kind of cool that like every time he played music it was like to like the theme of what was going on like if the yeah. chase got faster his music got faster. But you didn't need to have him fucking actually there. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, just play the damn music. Yeah, you didn't need the guy there. Yeah. Um, the guys on the on the poles, I thought was fucking dumb. Oh, what it were look- they called? What were they called? Oh, shit. They, it looked pretty cool, but it was just dumb. Um, like, that was it. It was too, too much stuff that looked cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it was too aesthetically pleasing for a fucking movie, a Mad Max movie for me. Uh, I didn't like Tom Hardy at all. He was just dumb. He just looked like a... He was just he dumb. He just looked good, period. And um, if this movie wasn't called Mad Max, right? Mm-hmm. And it was called, like, Wasteland Warriors. You'd love it. Or Barbarians of the Future. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. It would be... Co- and and Mad, the ma- character of Mad Max was just a man with no name. Mm-hmm. I would think... I would, lo- I would like this movie. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't fucking Mad Max and Furiosa wasn't cooler than Mad... Furiosa is cooler than Mad Max. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> well, that's probably why I like this movie. Because I saw Mad Max for the first time this year. And within the past year, I've seen Mad Max for the first time. I've only seen it once. And The Road Warrior. And The Road Warrior, which I didn't even finish because I fell asleep. As a movie, I liked it. But I totally get what you're saying, whereas it's not Mad Max. You don't like Tam- Tom Hardy as Mad Max. I get it. I totally get it. But I liked it, and I wanted to watch it again, so I did. I would totally watch it right now if I owned it. I would watch it again. It's a good movie. It is. Um, I just didn't like it. <laughs> it's As weird. Mad Max. I get it. I totally yeah. get your point. Oops. But I think, like you, like I said, you grew up with Mad Max. You saw it when you were really young. You've seen it countless amounts of times. I saw it once. You know, I, I'm not as invested in Max, I guess, yeah. as you are. Right. I mean, that first one hurt my heart. I, I was so sad. Yeah. But I guess it's just... That's that's the big difference here, you know. Yeah, like, definitely. You know, Max isn't Max like it is to you to me. Yeah. Maybe that's why I like it. It was fun. Fucking Charlie Theron is a bad bitch. Here's why else I liked it. Why it was good, is because it wasn't convoluted. Like the story was nice and easy, mm-hmm. and they didn't spend too much time getting into it. They told right. the story through action. Right. That was good. I also like that. The place where Charlize Theron was taking them didn't exist anymore. So they had to come up with a new plan. Yeah. And Max Max came up with a plan. He did. That was like his 
fucking one thing that he had in this movie. What was he doing with that map? Was he making um, that the whole time? Or? I think he was probably, because like I said, I said, is that a fucking map he's making? He had like ink on his hand and it was like poking dots. He was probably like tracking where they were going. And when he pulled it out and showed her, he's like, this is where you got to go back from the way we came. Yeah. So I'm guessing that's what it was. He was just maybe mapping where they were going. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, he came up with a plan. That was that's about did. it. Yeah. And then we got there and just fucking pieced. Yeah. They should have cast at least. Like, uh, 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 where's he going? There's n- there's no better situation than For you, you got. right there. Right. Why wouldn't you just stay and fucking reap the fucking bounty you just collected? Stay there, man. Furiosa likes you, man. You got Charlize Theron right there. Yeah. The things she could do with that robot hand. Oh, baby. A super grip. Super, <laughs> super jerk. And, like, he came back. He was the one who got out of the car. He was the one who whipped the towel off. And Morton Joe, he was the one who threw him to the fucking crowd. And then you're just going to walk away? Yeah, right. You know? Like, well, why? She killed him, too. Like She did. She she did. And it was badass the way she killed him. Yeah. She, I mean, within the movie, she needed to. Yeah. It shouldn't have been Max anyway. Well, but, ma- yeah. You know. It was her movie. Right. The thing is, Mad Max is a loner who gets involved in shit. Uh-huh. In the Road Warrior, he got involved with the people who were going against Humongous's crew. In Thunderdome, he gets involved with the kids. Mm-hmm. That's just how he is. But we you need always get Max. But we need to spend some time with him first. Mm-hmm. I I think. Like mm-hmm. I wanted I wanted to get to know Tom Hardy as Mad Max before we got into the shit. And I think the director knew that. That's why they kept that thing on his face for forty minutes. Which I hated. I yeah. needed to see that face. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they shot. The m- they did a lot of reshoots on this movie. I can guarantee you they went back and reshot all that shit with that thing on his face because they realized that, wow, he's not a good Max. Let's let's make him. Let's give him a reason not he to be Max. He probably could have been a good Max. He probably if they would have made him more involved in the story, made him a more prominent character, made him do some of the shit that Furiosa did. I also think that Tom some of Tom Hardy's choices were wrong, like his facial expressions. Remember that's he was always confused looking. Confused and, and like... Disoriented. Dumb. Yeah. Remember that scene we paused it to go do something? We came back. We are like, look at his face. He looked like a three stooge. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the three stooges? Yeah. All fat. He had the fat face. Yeah. Uh, I tell you when... The, I'm sorry to interrupt you, okay. but... I didn't like this movie from the first fucking scene. All right? The first scene, we see Max next to the car. Uh-huh. The lizard runs up. He steps on it. And then swipes it up to his hand and eats it. That's too cool. Yeah. That's too slick. He would never do that. He would. He's not that cool. He's slick. He's well, very maybe slick. Maybe however many years after he would, because that's the point they're in. But the, to swipe it's it, to swipe the lizard lizard up in your hand and catch it, it's too cool. Too cool. Like this movie tried to be too cool. Everything about but it. But it was I think. everything about it was cool. The, it the, was. the steering wheels with the designs mm-hmm. and the and car. They all had to go get a steering wheel in order to be able to take a car. Yeah, yeah. and the fucking car just covered in spikes, mm-hmm. which looked kind of like a dumb. But I understand it. Yeah. And you know the all the gears and it was cool, but it was too cool like i can't explain it i hope yeah. someone out there can fucking agree with me uh and it looked great man there was a scene at night where everything was blue mm-hmm. but the girls had the candle so they yeah. were lit up like yep. it, it aesthetically it looked great and i maybe george miller had too much money to play with mm-hmm. i don't know good action movie very entertaining i would definitely watch it over and over again yeah uh, maybe if i do i'll get to know this version of max which i don't think will happen 
I think that they went too into into his insanity, which detached him really from yeah the whole like the reality of everything. And I think Furiosa maybe brought him back to that. Yeah. You know, back to reality. That's why he helped her, and that's why he felt like deeply to her. Like there was a scene when she gets out of the car, when she sees the thing and the women come, and he's just like watching everything she does, and you can kind of see it in his face that he feels bad for her. Like she she goes and she falls to her knees, and like he's just watching her the whole time, and yeah. you could see it in his eyes. But there wasn't enough of that. There wasn't enough of him. Yeah. Um. That this that reminded me of something. There was a scene in the Road Warrior where one of the people he was helping was trying to shoot something and kept missing. And then he pushed her out of the way, took the gun, and he made the shot. I just remember that. So they it was kind the of complete opposite. It. They yeah. flipped it for some reason. Oh, there was one point in this movie where I did have a glimmer of hope. <laughs> where I thought it was going to bring me back is when the bad guys were driving the Interceptor. Uh-huh. I thought he was going to get it back and start kicking ass and with that interceptor. And that's my car the second time came around. And then they destroyed it. Blew it up. Like, for real. Yeah. Like, they, they took it, destroyed it, fixed it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, shit, here's the interceptor. He's going to jump on it, kick ass, jump in that thing, start ramming people. And it didn't happen. Instead, he jumped in the fucking car with a fat fucker. Yeah, and it didn't happen. Yeah. Fuck. And when, he, when, 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 they, when, they, when the truck breaks down and he goes off... Yeah, why couldn't you show that part? That would that would could have been like his fucking moment. It comes back with the ammo and everything. Right. And he's bloody. They didn't show it. Right. I mean, they probably for time reasons, I guess. It was already a two-hour movie. I tell you what, let's cut mo- out the fucking electric guitar guy and give me some Max. Cut out the electric ca- guitar guy. Cut out five minutes here, five minutes here, and let's watch Max kick some fucking ass. Um, he's not. He's never been classically a real tough guy. He can hold his own. I Obviously, he did. I would have liked to have seen it. Like, yeah, like they could have easily cut out. Like, how many aerial shots were there of everybody just driving towards the same place? <laughs> yeah. You know, cut out a couple of minutes here, a couple of minutes there, and give me that. It made a lot of fucking money, so it'll probably make a sequel. Yeah. And um, we'll see. We'll see what that brings. Maybe they'll listen to some people ranting about how shitty Max was as Max. Nobody's I mean, ranting. Tom Hardy. Nobody's ranting. Everybody I, loves it. I'm the I, only I'm one. I'm one of the people who do like it. I'm the only but one. And I totally my get your gripes with it. I really oh, do. That reminds me, Anthony, and actually, uh, I forgot about this. I was talking to one of his friends at the show. He didn't like it either. Okay. So there's three people in the world that didn't like it. I know that I saw on Facebook too that I mean not Facebook Instagram that people didn't like it. Let me just correct this. Let me just make this clear. You like I it, did but like not it. as a Mad Max movie. Like I thought it's a, it's a fun movie. Just if it wasn't Mad Max, I I, I just I don't know. Just I, I it's hard to even watch him. <laughs> like he has nothing. <laughs> he brings nothing to the table. What else has he been in? Tom Hardy. Yeah. Okay. He was Bronson. Bane. Oh, he. That's the move. I was gonna say. I was actually thinking about this the other day. I'm like, what else have I seen him in that he actually has like lines and talks through the whole movie? Bronson. Bronson was the only one that I could think of. As Bane, he has a couple lines. He and was in um, the, that, uh, that bootlegger movie with Shia LaBeouf, like a Western. It was like an old American Western. I didn't see that, but he was also in Inception, and he did have some lines in there. He actually talked normal probably because he could use his real accent. He was, I liked him in Inception. He didn't have to like him use a different accent right. is why he talked perfectly fine. I think he's bad at accents. It's yeah, you might be bad at accents. You know, because not wearing this hot, I'm not. Oh, when I saw you him met in him? the circus. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
He might be bad at accents. That's why everything that he has to do an accent in, and he's just like, Arr. and you know, but people give him shit for Bane, but I still like the Bane voice. I mean, I don't. I liked I, Bane. I, I had no problems with Bane. I liked his the choice he made with Bane. Well, Nolan, whoever fucking yeah. came up with that. Oh, I'm trying to think of a line to say right now. What's the one in the football field? Uh, What's the line that you always say? Uh. I was born. I was born <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. That might not. I don't even know if that's the right line. I, you know, it is. I, that's not. That's the one where he's talking to Batman about. You know, you think you could see in the dark. Well, I was born in the dark. You were nearly accustomed. Uh, nearly. You got accustomed to it, but I was born in the dark. Yeah, some shit like that. Yeah. But he does say a good one on the football field too. You have to choose between this or your city. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I liked him as Bane. He was good in Inception, good in really, really, really good in Bronson. Yeah. The drop I didn't finish, but I mean he's not a bad character, but he's just talks like that again. Yep. And I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. Uh, yeah, not that I remember. He was in Black Hawk Down, but he was real young in that. I think. Oh no, Pearl Harbor has been on TV, and I can't help believe it on every time it's on, even though it's so bad. It's another Josh Hartnett vehicle. Love Josh Hartnett. What do you rate Mad Max Fury Road? I'm gonna give Mad Max Fury Road an eight. That's a big score, but yeah, I could see that. It was so much fun to watch. I was captivated the whole time. I didn't fall asleep. I was just in it. I yeah. wanted to see, you know, what was gonna happen. Yeah. For two hours, that's you know, that's a long movie. Yeah. Uh, I give it a five. Ah. Right in the middle. Okay. Furiosa Road. What do you give it? <laughs> <laughs> Furiosa's Road gets an eight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just take Max out of the equation, and it's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple uh, throwbacks: the uh, guitar guy with the with the Thunderdome suspenders. The uh, one of the wives had a little music box, which is from Road Warrior. There was something you pointed out. Oh, oh, you saw? Oh, you thought Gas Town looked like the Road Warrior town? Yeah, like when he's um like checking it out, like whatever that was. What was that? Like a refinery-looking thing, like you Probably said? Probably a refinery, yeah. He's, like, checking it out through binoculars. When Furiosa, in the beginning, is going to get the guzzoline, she turns off the road. But then when um, Immortan Joe looks through the thing, it kind of looks like it's, you know... Because yeah. it's just like a thing in the middle of the desert. Kind of, yeah. kind of like, looks like it. And I didn't like when they went through... They were driving, and there was just, like, people on stilts. Like <laughs> The crows. They took over the green place. What were they doing? They're just walking? Like, well, there's... You don't get really get the whole story about it, but when she gets to the women and she's like, oh, I want to show them the green place. And they're like, well, if you came from the West, you saw it. And they say, you know, the land got too bad. The cr- then the crows came. So I don't know if it's fucking real crows or people dressed like crows on stilts. I don't know. I think it was the stilt people. The stilt, the crows. But think about it. What are they doing? There's nothing there. Why are they, where are they walking? What are they, they're not going to live like that. They're just there because it looked cool. Yep, <laughs> like a lot of things in the movie. And it did look pretty cool. It did, it but, and, but you could—they had to have been humans on those stilts because yeah. the rig drove by and they were like, yeah, like you they could were see humans. the head move, you know. Like, there's uh, no real reason for them to be out there, right? Uh, just like the storm looked cool. Well, maybe that was—that's just like their thing, like you know how like everybody has their gangs. But like, to, they can't fight like that. He just took over like that, I guess. They, I don't know. They can't live like that. I guess they do. 
Uh, let's transition cool. from Fury Road into uh, you. Uh, I played the Mad Max game. Okay. First part of the game, right? You see Mad Max. He's dressed like Mel Gibson, Road Warrior Mad Max. Right in the beginning, he loses his car and all his <laughs> shit. <laughs> right in the beginning. That's like the biggest thing. It's to take his car away from him. But I realized that the game is mostly trying to rebuild a new car and get all your shit back. Okay. And I noticed, like, once you get to pick your body, one of them looks just like the Interceptor. Okay. So I'm pretty much rebuilding the Interceptor. Okay. Which is really cool. I, really, Mad Max, the game, is fucking great. It's not Tom Hardy or Mel Gibson. It's just, like, a middle guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the fuck he is. It looks really cool. I've seen you playing it. It's like Grand Theft Auto, open world, mixed with Batman Arkham Asylum fighting style. Uh, but... It's really done really well, and I really love it. Cool. Check it out. And we also got Dying Light, which I didn't play yet. Zombies? Zombie game. Zombies. Zombies. Yeah. I ain't got time for video games. <laughs> yeah, you got a whole weekend you could play. I played. died, but eh. All right, so uh, let's wrap this up. Um, any shouts, plugs? Check out my Instagram, Cinematic Panic. And, um, yeah, that's about it for me. Um... You know, I usually try to, I usually give shout outs, but I gave some throughout the show, so that'll just have to do for this time. And then just shout out to everybody who I didn't mention. I want to um, close the show out with a song by uh, the Dead Rabbits, my man Paulie Nugent. Hopefully I'll get him on the show again soon. He took the theme for the thing, flipped it, and p- made a, a, a hip-hop song out of it pretty good. Go to SoundCloud, do the search for um, the Dead Rabbits, and check it out. It's called The Two Things. Later. Bye. Game Rabbit, Beyond Belief on the boards, P. New, Live from the Asian order, high burning and you bully on the track, here we burning them, kicks and punches to your sternum. Ain't no business like show business, it's get no merman, serious business. Take a look at our faces, Game Rabbit, take this. Step to your party, crash it. Fuck up your head like a bad hit of acid. Miracle on ice like Lake Placid Burn unit massive Summon you little bastards We the last two things you see Before it's night night We bring gas to a night fight Slugs illuminate your mug like light bright Old enough to know better and we still ain't living right Alright, so what you wanna do? What you wanna do, do? Especially when I'm drunk off the liquor Especially when I'm, especially when I'm drunk off the liquor Dead rabbits in the house, we do it quicker, quicker, quicker Like the hands just smash your glass Like planters punching nuts Mixing up busted ashes Bet we winning We betting your women We just better on the rhythm Bet you getting a ribbon You can bet we ain't kidding Cranking or joking I go back like trains ago Used to buy a Frank with a token That's right I'm a messenger of alarmage one Used to memorize my raps in the run Now I rock them when I'm walking With it's nowhere to grab On the flange on some slab Like the hail in the cab Got the hands in the air Waving no pairs I'm still raising at the table Straight up maybe no tells You know what I'm saying In the well double Jameson Barbet got that bonus milk She keeps them coming but she ain't taking silks Another word still got a hand in the till I ain't no young blood but still got tea with Mrs. McGill <laughs>